Hello, you are listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Chase. We are a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we play games very badly. Exceptionally badly, right? <laughs> Extremely badly. And then we're silly enough to get on here and talk about them. So you can revel in our woefulness. You can laugh at us, which I'm sure is like they should file this podcast under comedy. Oh, that, not that, not because we're funny, but I was because say, people laugh. Not intentional comedy that would yes. be misleading. But, uh, <laughs> not with the comedians, but the other kind of funny <laughs> the ones where you kind of laugh at people. It's yes. like just you know, Schadenfreude. Yes, you guys are funny, but not ha ha funny. Anyway, tonight we are throwing way back, way way back, uh, going back to November. In 2020, we did an episode based around a little game called Mordheim. Such such a long time ago. <laughs> and literally, that was the last time I played it. Oh, so, we need to fix that too. Yes, we need to fix that. Uh, because, I mean, for, for anyone who is not aware of Mordheim, we have an episode back in November 2020, where we go through, we played it, we had it, we explained sort of how it works, but it's basically Warhammer skirmish role play. Yes. All of those, which are literally the best things mm -hmm. about wargaming, all like rolled into one nice little package. Yeah. You're doing a little bit of role playing between games, buying new crew. Uh, you know, there's a, what do they call it? It's like... Turn zero if you're playing in a tournament or something. It's that that whole thinking between yeah. games. Yes, I don't know what they call it. Like that whole upkeep type yes. thing. Yes, um, developing your warband. Uh, your warband can have ongoing medical issues, can't it? I mean, can't we all? They get old, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, it's that. It's, it's similar to Blood Bowl in that. Things can get, you know, players or things can get skills, but also they can get injuries and other stuff. And equally, the the added stuff with Mordheim is you can start, um, you know, ex you explore for treasure. You might find treasure. You might find, you know, a bit of a settlement or a map that gives you more buffs later or it's stuff like that as well. So it's not just the players. It's also you start building this little, little sort of narrative around the, the stuff they've done. Yeah. And it's not too many models too, which is also a good thing. A handful L of models. Literally maximum 12 in the warband I'm running. Okay. Yeah. That's not much. That's a Blood Bowl team. Mm -hmm. Easy enough to paint up. Easy enough to acquire, let's say. Oh, unless, unless so you want many some options. Of those, yeah. Unless you want some of those old Mordheim models. I'm sure they're quite expensive these days. Yeah. Well, look, the original stuff, let's not go there. But 
I mean, if you've got some laying around, but it's literally one of those games where it is converter's dream um, because anything goes, right? You, you find a roster that you like the look of and then you go go hunting for bits. So I've played more Mordheim on the Xbox than I have actual Mordheim. And, I mean, you've played more Mordheim than I have played, but my Mordheim crew on the Xbox, I'm pretty sure there's... I'm thinking two. There's at least one without an arm. I yeah. think it's two. I've never seen anybody model those. Like, has it, anybody snipped off arms and... Not not recently, but like, and Necromunda was the same back in the day in that you would have this campaign going and as guys would get new equipments or weaponry or injuries, people would literally take to their painted models <laughs> and upgrade or downgrade them as required. So they they literally reflected what was happening in the campaign. That is the absolute best. So, yeah, like we said, you know, back in November, we did an episode on Mordheim. It's still our most listened to episode, which surprises and uh, excites me at the same time. But if you want to know more about how the game plays and things like that, go by all means, go back and check that one out. That's not what we're here about tonight. No. What we are here about is talking about a little league thing that's going on. What do they call it? Is it a league or is it a... I think it's a league. Yeah, look, we'll go with that. Right. Um, so it's one of those really weird things that it's one of those games that I have loved but haven't had a chance to really dive into for such a long time. And you kind of get a few games here and then it dies for 10 years and then you play two games there and then it's gone for another 10 years. And local scene, playing it through the dice, a lot of games and stuff and the idea of the game drops a lot and someone's like, oh, Mordheim. And I'm like, yes, I'm interested. You should talk about that. And then it goes away and it's kind of done this for however long. And then somebody who wasn't me, because I wasn't organizing anything else, let's be honest, um, went, nah, I'm keen. I really want to play this. Um, and so put together a bit of a you know, Facebook group and a, a chat and a thing and, and started going and, and, got a few games going in store and a few people like me who have been going, yeah, I'm interested, but I'm not going to do it myself, but I'm interested if someone else does it, <laughs> have piled on. Because it's one that, of these games that, that GW has not done anything with for 74 years or something, isn't it? Correct. And it's also one of those games that the community has picked up and run with and updated rules and erratas and consolidated all of the resources and they've got fan-made rosters and community-made rosters and stuff like that as well now. So it's one of those ones where the official support of the game died, but the game never died. Mm -hmm. um, kind of like it, what happened with Blood Bowl way back when. Completely. W took it back. Even to the point that um, – Tumas Piranin, who is one of the original writers, is still an active member of the community and will respond to rules questions and will, you know, get involved, um, which is super crazy but pretty amazing. And there's a lot of people very excited when he responds to anyone's posts on a thing <laughs> um, or weighs in on a rules answer. He's like, right, well, God has spoken. 
this is thou shalt, this is how it works. Um, so it, but this basically happened and a few people had a few games and um, it kind of kicked off and they, they did, all right, well, let's get a bit of a, a sl- not a slow go because you know, it's a, but let's get a, a little league going, get a few games happening, get some of the progression and everything happen and then we'll see where it goes. We'll kind of. Excellent. How many people are currently playing? And is there room for others to join? So I think there is currently eight playing, Mm -hmm. um, but we're on the last game next week of these little leagues. So it's basically, it was a set, everyone plays everybody kind of deal. Well, I think, no, not even that. Um, We're going to play, you know, five rounds kind of deal and then see what we think, see what worked, what didn't, see if other people want to jump in and all that kind of stuff. So it's been... You know, it was pretty short and sharp and, and focused and we'll just get a, a core bunch of people who were super keen at the start to play and then hopefully you've got a situation where you, you've got enough of an established-ish player base that you can suck more people into the Vortex and watch and it I say, bigger oh, I must say it's really tempting because it's one of those games and, and I love me some Skaven but um, I can't really play too much Skaven in things because I don't want to play Age of Sigma because I don't want to buy 70,000 models. Correct. Or play Age of Sigma. Well, I haven't played Age of Sigma, so I will let you make that decision for me. You're welcome. But I do have my little Skaven roster, you know, with an assassin and a couple of black Skaven. There's a rat ogre there. And a sorcerer, and I'm pretty pretty sure I painted the majority of them with like sort of contrast, but then layered up, and I like they look fantastic. I'm really proud of the the warband that I've done, which not only surprises, but also yeah, I'm quite quite proud. I'm quite proud. The rat ogre in particular is, is one of my favourite models that I painted in a number of years. So getting them on the table would be kind of cool. Yeah. And it, it's one of those things where the commitment for getting them on the table is not like like the model count, right? Getting them on the table, you know, an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they're shorter games. Yeah. They're re- and this is, you know, I'm talking about an hour when you've got people who are still working out how the fuck the game works. Mm-hmm. Um. I remember being a lot more across the rules, playing with people a lot more across the rules than me and being like half hour game, quick, you know, upkeep step, another half hour game. And you, okay. you could kill an afternoon, play five games. Because I think we, we knocked out, I'm pretty sure we knocked out two games yep. in the night when we played. Yeah. And then possibly recorded straight after. So, Yeah, it's not long. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Tell me more. Alrighty. So, I mean, this as I said, it's been kicked off really quickly. It kind of snowballed brilliantly. I'm so involved. There's, you know, a, a few people that jumped in at, at the ground level, um, just with the idea that we'll get a few reps in, get some people with some games, so they can kind of show people how it works and without fumbling through the rule book for everything, and then and then do that. But who is is good? So, I had a dwarf water band sort of painted, ready to go, and that was kind of plan A. That's plan what you A used against me. 
Yes, because they're there and they're painted. Yep. And I've, I've done it now and it's cool. Plan A got thrown squarely out the window when I found a someone had sculpted. So the original Mordheim Witch Hunter Warband, like the original mm-hmm. models, literally like for like sculpts of all of the different available options, except they were all halflings. <laughs> okay. The poses, the weapon loadouts, the equipment, the everything is identical, but they're halflings. And it is the best thing in the world. Um, so I found them and immediately had to run. And then it was, the decision was, do I run them as halflings or do I run them as the witch hunters? Because that's probably going to involve painting less. Um, would be the way to go. Which is exactly what we did. Um, so uh, now are, I, these, are these 3D models? Like are you, have you yes. printed them? Yep. Yep. Um, and look, there's, I'm looking at the ones I haven't done yet because they weren't in the starting roster and it, there's more to be done and I'm still excited about them. I've just got other projects that are sitting in front of them now. Um, so I, that was one of those ones that, you know, I couldn't not have them painted for the first game. So I reckon in about two weeks I bashed out the warband um, just to get them on the table. A whole bunch of contrast and happy days, really. Uh, it's so much a, fun. Oh, that, that whole contrast method, it just it makes things like this so easy, especially when you're not sure if, if A, the games will continue. Maybe people play one game and then get bored and then move on. Having them painted makes makes the game more immersive. Yeah. And that contrast, being able to just whack it on and, and knock them out in not too long. And there was a conversation we're having unrelated to Mordheim but around painting models and about the fact that sometimes you sit there and you paint something and you're looking at it from like, you know, six inches away from your face and you're, you're criticizing everything um, and every little brushstroke and stuff. But then you see someone else's across the table and you're like, oh, that's wow, that's amazing. I love this. And then if you pick one up and you put it six inches from your face and you criticize it at the same level, you realize that it's no better than what you have done, but you're looking at it across the table as a fully painted thing. So often done is better than perfect in so many instances again. Um, So yeah, this whole contrast concept lends itself to get it on the table, make it look done because that looks great, and then you can spend as much or a little time as you want. This is this is probably why I haven't added any more photos recently of my models to Instagram or anything like that because I just don't want to get up close with the camera. You need to do action shots, put them in some scenery or on a pitch or something, and then just... Yeah. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Take a photo of some games in progress. Yeah. And then I know there's a whole bunch of like cinematic effects you can put on with like a little, you know, if you want to put some smeared dirt or some blood or, you know, a lens flare across it, make them look some smoke. Or some like stars and sparkles and just a pow as they're punching. <laughs> a... Little love Flat. hearts for the halflings. Yes. Um, back to more time. Yes. Uh, so, anyway, I found this warband. I went, that is absolutely in, and that's how quickly I fell. Um, so I, I've 
put together a warband. I you know guessed what would be good in it. I guessed what I honestly I replicated a lot of my equipment loadout so I didn't have to think too hard about which models did which things. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that makes sense. If if all of these models have the same type of equipment, they'll all do the same thing. Kind of helps me early on. Um, and put them on the table. And I think I've played I've played four games so far. I'm down to my last one now. He says, do you want a quick math? Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're about to play the the last game next week. Um, but it's been literally a game a week um, for the last four weeks. And you go in, you're there for an hour, you play a game and then do what you want and go home again. Get a McFlurry. It's the best. <laughs> How how is the games going? Have you been winning, losing, losing people? So, look, I have fared a little bit unrealistically well. So, especially if you do, the halflings. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> fortunately, they're very, very witch hunter halflings. So, warband, hang on. Here's some notes I prepared earlier. Can you hear this? Oh my that's, god, that's notes. Well, actually, it's my warband roster. Because otherwise, I would forget them. Even um, so, seeing you with paper on the other side of this podcast is that's not something that happens very often, people. No. Um, but my warband is almost completely unscathed. Ooh. Somehow. How, how have you managed that? I mean, I, I may have, I think a dog ate it and a guy got captured. And then, so the. We'll get to this, but I had a, had a game where I captured one of my opponent's models. Yes. That's that that is a thing. So if they go out of action, you see what happens at the end of the game. One of those results is the opposing warband captured them. They can choose to sell them to slavery for X amount, or mm. to ransom them back to you. Okay. For a price agreed by you, <laughs> like you literally just go right. Well, uh, and this was okay, with zero context on what things should cost and how this worked. But in the same game, the, the fortunate thing here is I also had a character go out of action who was also captured by my opponent. So mm-hmm. we just swapped back. This is the it moral of fair. the story. Yeah, it, yeah. it worked. Prisoner trade-off. Yeah, we just we didn't want to have to think about that and negotiate and, and any of those things. Um, so <laughs> the roster and... You know, I had witch hunters and I had halflings and I needed to find appropriate kind of, because this is the other bit, right? It's not about my my dude with a sword did a thing. It, it's about, you know, little Dave who, <laughs> you know, and, and the story. But anyway, so the Sandwich Club Slayers, as they are known, Yep, my little witch hunter warband. Um, I, I very much went on the the approach of I need a witch hunter thing and I need a sandwich thing for every one of my characters. Okay, things. yes. So you, this my, does sound like very Jace naming. My my witch hunter captain, the leader of my warband, Balthazar von Ruben. You see how this yep. goes? I see. Uh, it. Yeah, he's got I some approve. stuff. He's done some stuff. And then there was a lot of there was excessive amounts of me trying to Google sandwiches. Yep. Um, so my first witch hunter, Johann Butterbrot, because that was the most German sounding 
sandwich I could find, which is actually just butter on bread, FYI. Um, there is uh, Pierre de Gerber. There is Monsieur Croc, mm-hmm. as opposed to Croc Monsieur. See what I did there? I just flipped him <laughs> around because I'm a clever little dude. Um, there is Alonso de Cuban. He's very exotic. Um, and Jean Muffoletta. Uh, and I got very, like, we went for sandwiches around the world. This was great. And then my two flagellants, you, you can put them together in little groups and just name the group. So I got my Fluffernutters, little flagellants. Yep. And I got my Po Boys, which are my two little zealots. And then I've got my Dagwoods. It's my dogs. Yep. Yep. And and then so and I'm skipping ahead, but it's very exciting because we're at the last literally the last game of the whole league. So there is zero point in keeping any cash in the bank, doing mm-hmm. anything. So I'm absolutely hiring a mercenary ogre for this, who will be okay. called Toast. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat um, keeping to the scheme, but yet still not at the same time. Yeah, not quite. <laughs> it's just a little bit. So anyway, um, so you know, the, and this is the kind of you know you can take this as serious or as as piss takey as you like, but it's been glorious around just going and it, even things like so the warrior priest, bit of a spellcaster, and I'm like, all right, he's a dude. But until I roll his spells, which is a random thing that he gets at the start, I don't does really get, know what he do, does. Does he get different spells every game? No, he gets them. He just gets one and that becomes his thing okay. that he can do. And then you can get another spell later if you decide to give him that skill. So, but again, you would randomize that and he would have two spells and he could choose. Yep. But he just has the one. And until I randomized that, I really didn't know what he was going to do because I went through the list of spells, went, oh, these all do some different things. Um, he got a, a spell like a Hammer of Sigma or something like this. It was glorious. But basically, it makes him a cruise missile in combat. <laughs> so okay, he, yep. he, he, he rocked up. So I gave him a couple of hammers because I figured extra attacks are never bad. So we'll do that as a starting yep. point. And then his his little spell, if he manages to get it off, gives him plus two strength on his attacks and yep. doubles, doubles the wounds that you do to your opponent. Mm-hmm. So he, he rocks up with his two little hammers. And as long as he hits, <laughs> there's an issue. <laughs> he just melts anything he touches. Um it's great, um, which means now he's just I just push him forward, yep. um, which is glorious. He's currently my MVP, except for the last game. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's it's this kind of stuff. So first game, if if I have a really quick try and remember what's going on there, um, first game was against a chaos possessed or. A, Cult mm-hmm. of the Possessed, and, you know, a couple of big dudes and some diabol- – like there was all kinds of stuff there. It was a little bit terrifying. Um, but that was, A, the the game where I kind of – oh, was that that one or was that the other one? No, that was the second one. So, yeah, no, the first one was the Cult of the Possessed where we basically just ran at each other. However, my opponent – and, and this is, again, things that you learn because there's no pre-measuring. Yep. And so 
he had a couple of guys with bows and as it, you know, you kind of go, oh, yeah, no, this makes sense. You put the guys with the bows where they can see everything on the top of a thing. And then we checked the range of the bows and they proceeded to walk the entire length of the board over the course of the game because our little bows couldn't reach anyone. Um, so it was, kind it was that, that kind of Yeah, so kind of that thing where you, you're like, oh, yeah, this is six inches, and then you measure it and it's actually two. Oh, yeah, that is that is a legitimate risk. Uh, <laughs> it's why my wife can't parallel park. you got six inches to go. Crunch. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, but... Super fun where there was a couple of um, possessed, which are these big kind of monstrous critty guys things. Um, but we had this whole thing where I killed a dude and then he, what well, killed a dude, took a dude out of action and then they proceeded to got minced in, in greed. Um, and then there was this kind of turn, you know, later in the game where we, we're rolling dice to do stuff and just every single thing was failing between us. Um, and we realized that everybody's stats are kind of shit, um, which is great because it means things like someone with a bow can't just snipe everyone because you've got to roll like fives and sixes to hit anyone. That's, and then that's before you wound it. That's fantastic. It's great. Um, and you know, it, the other, the other one I really like is this whole concept of routing. So once your warband takes 25% casualties, every single turn there is a chance that you just like, nah, we're out, and they bail. Um, so it's a, it's a leadership test. It's, it's nothing yes. nothing special. How many, but, how many people do you have in your crew? Um, I'm at 12 now. Okay. So if you take three. Yeah. Okay. Which... In the grand, everyone's only got one wound, and everybody's pretty keen on hitting stuff. So it happens pretty quickly. Um, you know, it, or it can, or it can snowball really, really quickly. Um, but this is this is the game I realised that the warrior priest spell was a little bit bullshit, and I should just push him at the biggest, nastiest thing there and let him do his things. Um, then the second game was against um, vampires. So basically a vampire and then a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, I'm not entirely sure what all the stuff did. There was a necromancer. There was some direwolves that went even further than my dudes. Um, some bats? No, there wasn't any bats, but there was a lot of zombies oh. and things running around. Um, but also the the scenario for the second one, because that's the other thing. Everything's a scenario. Like, So this was an attacker defender where the undead were in a house and I had to go get them out of the house. Um, so Is again, it not all bash into the other team? It's like... Yeah. No, I, one of them was... So there was treasure in a building. So you had to go and search all of the buildings to find the treasure and then get it out. Um, some of it's, you know, you've, you're already holding the treasure and you've got to get it off here or you've just got to survive this long. There's a couple of just straight up bash fests. But, yeah, there's a lot of doing other things. Um, and even with those bash fests, it's stuff like, you know, you you get extra credit for taking heroes out, enemy heroes out. Mm-hmm. Because you capture their treasure, whatever they're carrying, um, but also for everyone you lose, of any of your heroes you lose, you lose 
sort of, you know, treasure for the end of it as well. So it's not just about bashing everybody. Like you can be clever about picking who and the game result, you know, it, it has a flow and effect yep. because you, then you've got less shit to buy dudes with and equipment and all that kind of stuff. So if you start losing a couple of games, is it likely that you'll keep losing? Or it- Look, it still has a bit of a, a balancing mechanic. Um, so almost like an inducement style deal okay. um, where if you are playing a game against a more experienced crew, you get more reward out of it. Mm-hmm. Basically, more generally, you know, more treasure or more gold or weird stone or whatever the hell. Um, and that's not necessarily affected if you choose to route. So, not only do you have to take a test to see if you run away after you take some uh, some casualties, you can just be like, nah, I'm out. Um, this isn't risky. Oh, it's too risky. It's not worth it. Are you so Robin? Yeah, and you can absolutely and there's honestly there's times there because if a game does go south pretty and it, and it can snowball, which is part of the fun to be fair, you but you can just go and wear out at your yep. turn um, and save a bunch of heroes and you might not get a lot of award for that game depending on the difference in the the warband rating, mm-hmm. but I mean you've also got a chance to your your leader didn't die and this did so you've got that option to kind of play safe yeah. and then pick pick the games where you really want to go ham or you can do what I'm doing and just go ham every game and hope. <laughs> um, so these, these witch hunters, they know no fear. I, I feel like it's it's in – well, I've played – I played the, the Possessed, the Chaos Possessed. I played the Vampires. So neither of those I was allowed to back out of. No. Um, then the Amazons which was a terrifying game. Um, I, I feel like cause, because there is, right, there's a lot of fan or community-made rosters. And I don't – and not only that, but GW released a lot of sort of new rosters over the years when they were supporting it as well. Yeah. And we all know how much – that slight creep of, yep. of power yes. can, can sneak its way in. Um, and I don't know. And it also could be the fact that I've played next to no games. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And things are perceived as powerful um, when they're not. They're actually really well costed or they've got other negative effects I just didn't notice. Um, but, you know, they were terrifying in that all the heroes had like two wounds all my guys get one wound and die. Um, and, you know, they had special equipment stuff that they did that did stuff, and I'm not entirely sure. But either way, they were ter- slightly <laughs> terrifying. Um, and they all hit before me because they had better initiative because they were Amazons, um, not just my plebe dudes. So it was one of those games, but it was also one of those games that just snowballed. There was like I had a bunch of dudes out, and then all of a sudden in one turn I took – like three of his guys out of action and he was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm done before this goes really bad. Was this and that Hammer was, Guy? Hammer Guy did a little bit of work and then there was just, there was like a big cluster where I had like three of his guys and three or four of my guys all having a go at it. And there was one round where he just rolled badly and I did not roll the badly <laughs> and all of his guys ended up on the ground really quickly. Um 
which so is if, great. So if basically, if you choose to retreat, yes, you technically lose. Yeah, you lose that game, mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't mean you get nothing out of it. Yeah, it's, so it's it doesn't matter. I mean, you could be miles ahead on everything yep. else, but if you choose to, to leave, you're out. And sort of and thing. this is this is exactly what's happened. So that game was a going at the treasure situation. Mm-hmm. And there were a whole bunch of houses on the board and you had to go in and you had to, every time you entered a house, you rolled 2d6. If you rolled a 12, then you'd found the treasure. If okay. you didn't, if you didn't, someone had searched that building and you could only search each building once. If you've searched all of the buildings, the last one you go into automatically has the treasure. Now, I feel like my opponent had a really good idea in that he just didn't bother searching anything. And I proceeded to wade through house after house going, haven't rolled a 12, haven't rolled another 12, until the only house we hadn't searched was the one sitting right on his back corner. Of course. (laughs) And it was about that moment I went, oh, that would have been clever. (laughs) Anywho, so he was literally had a guy sitting next to the house who had to walk in, grab the treasure, walk off the board done Mm -hmm. but right before that happened i murdered a whole bunch of dudes he failed the leadership test and all of a sudden i get the treasure um so yeah that is exactly how it works um and equally if he had voluntarily routed the same thing happens um so yeah that was that was and that was the same game where we both captured one of our, our dudes and so I had actually, that game was, was more lucky than I thought in that I had one guy captured by my opponent, but we traded back because I captured one of his yeah. and I had another one of my guys sold to the fighting pits as the end of game result. Did and you sell him or did somebody else? No, no, sell no. Him? He, he was did, taken out of action. Gold? No, but it, well, so the way this played out is he was taken out of action. And then if you read the description for the result that I got when he was taken out of action, it's like he wakes up in these fighting pits. He's not sure how he got there. Uh, He doesn't have any of his equipment. Or no, I think he still has his equipment at that point in time. So he wakes up and then he, there's a pit fighter mercenary that you can hire in the game and you have to fight one of them. And if you win, you get, gold and their equipment and all kinds of shit if you die you die if you lose there was another role and you know eventually basically i got him back without his equipment i bought him some more equipment it wasn't Mm -hmm. the end of the world Uh, i definitely did not beat the pit fighter though (laughs) that that dude murdered the shit out of my guy um but this is the kind of the most likely outcome there absolutely um I, i I went, oh, pit fighter, what's a pit fighter do? Flicked around and found, found the thing. I went, holy shit. <laughs> Ooh. And then, you know, you roll off to see who charges, so who gets to strike first. And I lost that too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is not going to end well. well and this pit lo- fighter is just hanging around waiting for people to wake up and then yeah. bashing the crap just out of them. That's, that's his life, his, his <laughs> job. He's not his first radio. <laughs> Any. So, yeah, but this is the kind of shit that happens at the end of a game. So a character gets taken out of action for the game. So he's out for the game and then you finish the game and there's just like a D66 table. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And all and these things that can happen. All of these potential things from he gets some really impressive scars and causes fear or he's, you know, now hardened to battle and he no longer is scared of anyone or he hates some kind of dude to he loses an arm or a leg to he just flat out dies or he's, you know, has to fight his way out of a, a gladiator pit. Um so many options. It's glorious. <laughs> this is really, really tempting me just to load up the Xbox again and have a bit of a go before. But I, I want to get these Gaven models on the on the table again. Yeah. It, that needs to happen. Well, as I said, the Witch Hunters have only got one game left and then I don't know what we're doing for the next one. Um, I don't, don't know whether I want to take the same warband. So, of course not. You're going to no. take something new. Well, I did have this brilliant idea where I think I thought the Blood Bowl Imperial Nobility team mm-hmm. would make a great Mordheim warband. I, I can see that. I can see that. It, it feels backwards because you've got to add the weapons on rather than usually you're cutting them off to, to make Blood Bowl team. Um, but I thought that'd be cool. And I was having this idea around, okay, how would I make them less? Blood Bowly and more Mordheim E. And then I remember someone saying, What if they don't do that? What if they're a Blood Bowl team that got drunk in a Mordheim pub? <laughs> playing at some some league and went, nah, this Blood Bowl thing's too dangerous. We're gonna go look for treasure. Or oh, they're just trying to find their way back after a drunk night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I you know, I it's gonna be work. it's a world's end, basically. Nobility would work really well with that too. And yeah. Yeah, like, especially that guy with the pipe, he's still my favorite. Stick him, stick a sword on him. Yeah, couple, I reckon that. weapons on the fat guys. Yeah, they're posed, and then they're posed to be, there's one of the, the human Merc warbands that's like the rich kids, mm-hmm. effectively. So, you know, you could paint them all super shiny and stuff and have them as like these college jocks. Yep. Again, I just I feel like this would be glorious. Anyway. There's a crew like that in, in Necromunda, isn't there? Like the rich kids with yeah, the money weapons. Yeah, and stuff. Somebody and, at GW is very upset about something. Putting all these <laughs> rich kids into every game. Well, I mean, that's the only people who can play I'm not sure why they're. Um, so, and then the last game, which was glorious, because I don't know whether. So, Fletch is playing a Noblar list. Okay. Um, and I don't know how official or unofficial it is, and I don't care because it's glorious. Because it's got a bunch of Noblars. Great. It's got a Noblar riding another Noblar, which counts as a horse. Um, Great. Yep. It's got a scrap launcher. Glorious. He's got a catapult. It's the best. Um, so, and just a whole bunch of little shit kickers. Like so little. This Nobler riding another Nobler. Yeah. Are they in a trench coat? No, because he counts as a horse. So he doesn't, he's not trying to pass off as a human. He's actually riding. He gets it, more movement because he's riding. Wise. Yeah. You could not bit. Totally you, you could, I, I did. I did consider that. I, I did maybe suggest that at some point. But he's like, no. But he's not. He's not trying to pass off as a human because he gets more movement because he's a horse. I'm like, well, he needs to be holding some coconuts or some shit. Um, <laughs> yep. 
Either way, it was. But that was the game that I'm like, right, this warrior priest. I've worked him out. He's a cruise missile. I'm just going to point him, and I'm going to push him forward, and he's going to murder everything in his path. And then the very first turn, a scrap launcher took a shot, landed a big old pile of shit directly on the head of my warrior priest, and he was gone. <laughs> I'm like, I was doing that thing around. Oh, no one, no one actually manages to hit. It's it's shooting in in more time. He's gonna have to roll a six, and lo and behold, <laughs> <laughs> these are these are the sort of games that like you just can't take too seriously. Too, it's like Blood Bowl, but you know, if people are gonna get these lucky rolls and and do this weird and wacky shit, you got to laugh and roll with it. Absolutely, it was the best. It was just like, and you know, I'm seeing that because the other rule for the scrap launcher is that you roll for the type of ammunition that they've put into it, which is a random okay, thing. Yeah. So it could be it could be a bloody rock or just a boulder. Or a chicken. Or, or yeah, and the one that he rolled was literally like this. Like it was like a little template that everyone within X amount gets hit. So it was like they just got sprayed with shit. <laughs> um it'd be yeah. <laughs> Either way. Very first turn very first thing that happened, Scrap Launcher looked at this guy coming straight at him with his angry little hammers <laughs> and went, nah, you're out. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah, so it, it's, it's been great fun in that the games have been quick. It's been playing against a whole bunch of people I've never played before. So, you know, I'm, I'm meeting some different gamers, playing some different stuff. Um, it's small count, so I haven't had to paint shit tons for it might have to paint an ogre for the next game but you know that's one ogre i can live with that um been super fun and it's one of those ones that as you would quite happily play a day or a night or a bloody day and a night of just games do a thing move on with your life i think you know they're they're talking about can we get a, a one day event going so you could do all of that progression and stuff over the one day this is really tempting. Really, mm. I mean, I'm definitely going to have to whip it out on the Xbox, and then turn the Xbox on and play some. I was going to say, but you're going to play and some more time too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, give that a go because I am very tempted. I don't know how I can, if I can, dedicate time to a, a league or anything like that going mm-hmm. on at the moment with a few things happening, but I am very keen. Look, and it's also one of those ones that if you can or you can't dedicate to a league, great. And, I mean, it'd be great if you could do, you know, and we're doing, at the moment, it's a game a week, which is actually a, a bit of an investment. You know, I feel like we've hit a good pace with that one a fortnight for Blood Bowl. Um, but it's almost one of those ones where you could just have a couple of war bands and you'd be like, oh, I'm free tonight. Do you just want to? play a couple of games, play a couple of games because you can do the the leveling and the hiring and firing and all that kind of stuff, the injuries and the captures and the, the stuff and then be like, great, if we don't do this for another three months because life gets in the way, yeah, you just save that warband for that so they're, you know, at a similar level. Yeah. let's let, Three months sounds good. Three years. Oh, that's poor form. Yeah, yeah no, very poor form. Yeah, no, right that's my fault. When was the last time we recorded anything on Marvel? Oh, it was a while ago too. Mm. 
Mm, what are the games right. to be? What are the games we played three years ago? We should look at some of those. <laughs> Underworlds was one. I know that much. D and D was another. We talked about D and D way back. <gasps> anyway, we just yep. yeah, <laughs> not go over old episodes. No. Uh, but if you're interested, if this is the sort of thing that intrigues you, and it definitely intrigues me. Maybe jump. There's a Facebook group or a Facebook. Yeah, so there's a Geelong Mordheim Facebook group. Um, mm-hmm. Richard Throw the Dice has got all the info, and that's where all the games have happened anyway. So, I mean, that's probably the first the first port of call, and then somebody allowed you to do yet another Facebook chat. Um, but yeah, it's also been one of those really fun experiences where it's a bunch of people learning the game. So everybody is in there for the right reason. Nobody knows everything. Nobody's spanking the living hell out of everyone because they know more things than the other people. Um, and there's so many like rules that we'd play and we're like, I think it does this. All right, we'll do that. And then you get to the the end of the night and you go back to the rule book that night or the next day and you'd be like, ooh, I feel like we know. <laughs> hey, do you remember this rule? Do you remember how we did this? I don't think it does that. Here's here's what I can find. What can you find? That's exactly the intro of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That is, it's, and that's what this has been like because no one's a veteran of the game. So everyone's just kind of fumbling their way through, but having the most fun doing that, which has been so much fun. So I feel like that's that's the benefit of jumping in A to that, this game at this time. Because everyone's just really happy to play games more than anything. Um, and nobody's like, you're not going to walk in and be like, oh, you're all going to spank the hell out of me because you know how to play and I don't. Nah. We're probably going to get a whole bunch of stuff wrong. And I've, I am fairly confident that even when we've locked and loaded the rules and everyone's playing games and they're doing stuff and it's really cool, we're going to meet someone who's been playing for 20 years and they'd be like, oh, no, that's not how this works. What the hell kind of a game have you guys been playing? Yeah. That's not Mordheim. That's in your, something in your totally little, different. In the, your little vacuum, you've totally misinterpreted these four key rules and it changes everything. Um, <laughs> plausible. And I don't care because we're having fun. <laughs> but, well, that's it. You're going to have fun playing this game until you meet that person and then you're going to have fun playing the actual I'm gonna, game. I'm going to learn a whole new game. It's going to be the <laughs> yes. best. Totally different. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So, yeah, Mordheim happening, throw the dice, uh, but it is it is a funky little game and I yeah. need to get on board. Look, I'm, I've am i now, as I said, we're on what, four or five games in um, again and it's refreshed enough that I'm confident enough with the rules that it, I'm like, all right, I think I can, I can muddle through games again, which is great, um, which means that whenever we want to play, that's an option. And if anyone else wants to jump in, I'm 100% on board for that. And we can just make our own one with blackjack and hookers. Excellent. Matter of fact, forget the Mordheim. I mean, forget the blackjack and hookers. All right. What else is on? A couple of things we want to talk about. Uh, Training day happens this Saturday. So looking forward to that. There will be an episode shortly after that going over how the day went what the results were, all that sort of stuff. I've got everyone's rosters in. It's the best. Thank you to everybody who actually sent them in. Which was everybody. It was everybody. Everyone. Yeah. Unless you're not coming, in which case you didn't, in which case be a better human. Yes. In which case. (laughs) 
<laughs> she's gonna hate you for that. <laughs> uh, but give us three months. We will lock down a date for the next one, and the next one yes. will be coming advertised soon. And yeah. if you can't make training day, which I know there are a number of people that can't make it for for that particular date for whatever reason, mm-hmm. lock in the next one as soon as you can, people. Yeah, they're always fun. We are also both involved in a little painting competition that's going on at Throw the Bass. I don't know what it's called. Reaper Minis or something like that. It's the Reaper one. So, I mean, effectively, Rich has gone in and he's got quite a few sort of role-playing and Dungeons & Dragons groups playing in the store. And he has ordered in to support that and also just for a big old selection of options, a bunch of the Reaper models which are inexpensive. Yes. So if you need a thing to be a thing in your game, you can probably go and find one and you're probably getting change from a tenner. Um, It's it's great. So my favourite kind of painting competition is one with some kind of forced or random elements. And this has (laughs) all of them because A, you have to paint one of these Reaper models, but B, you don't get to pick which one. No. Totally random. Ritual roll a random number generator on a computer. I don't yep. know why. I want the dice, man. Rolling it's, a, dice. it's a 68. Yes. You would need I don't know how D. you do that, but <laughs> roll a D100 and take away anything less than anything more than 68. Yeah. Anyway. And that's uh, why he's doing it on the, on the PC. But anyway. or, or even better, 3D print a 68-sided dice. Anyway, if, he if rolls just, a number. If we get a seven, okay, what if we did an eight-sided dice as your tens? Mm-hmm. Discount the eight. Yes, and then and, a ten-sided dice. Well, it's a 68, so you would yeah. need two, two eights. So if you rolled two D8s. Well, if you do two d Two D8s, you can't get a 59, for example. Because you're not going to roll a 9 on a second D8. Oh, that's a pain in the dick, yeah, of course. So, so you D8, would have D8, D10, get... yeah. Anyway. No, it, there would is... have to be, it would have to be a D12 because you need a 0. D10 has a 0. It has 10 sides. Yeah, you use a 10 as a 0. Oh, no, that makes sense. I can do things. Oh, yeah, but then okay. how do you get a seven? Anyway. Well, that that was, yeah. Rich randomly chooses a number for you. And that's why we're not in charge of choosing numbers. <laughs> and that is the model that you get. And some of these models have been rather awesome and rather apt for the people. What did you get, Jase? So I got a unicorn. His name is Silverhorn. The unicorn. Um, if you Google Reaper unicorn, this is exactly the model that you will see. Um, he, I, I looked at this and I, I went right. What the hell am I going to do with this unicorn? But I got, I got plans now. Excellent. Um, Does it involve pink? Well, maybe a little bit. Excellent, excellent. If only there was another painted pink. Anyway. Uh, I rolled. Discuss this. It's got to be brown. 
I know, I know. Uh, I've got a little dragon, a dragon hatchling black, which is the tiniest little model. He's adorable. Um, you said not, you said you got a dragon, and I was waiting for you to pull out a box, like this yeah, giant no. shoebox of a thing. <laughs> it's smaller than a normal model, and I've got ideas too. I don't know why it says dragon hatchling black. Like I don't, I don't have to paint it black. I'm not probably not going to paint it black. But what if it was a red door? Would you want to no, paint it prob- black? No, no, probably not. I like red doors, mm. but. Yeah, I have ideas. I have ideas. Black dragon hatchlings lives yep. matter. Um, yes. But yes, that is going on. By all means, get involved. Pop in to throw the dice. <laughs> it, it's so much fun in that it's a cheap buying because all the Reaper models are cheap. I think what's, it cost me $8 to enter to buy the model that yep. I randomly rolled. I'm 100% on board with that. Um, cost me less. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. And... There is such a variety. Like you may get some kind of paladin or a necromancer or an evil vampire thing, or you might get a bookcase. I want to see somebody get the bookcase. I kind of I want somebody to paint different books in the bookcase. I want you know, I feel like you can, there's I don't want to have to do it, but I want somebody else to have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that is an option. Yeah. That is on, like I said, j- jump in to throw the dice, get on board that. Uh, the other thing that I do want to mention too is we have got a giveaway. Oh, it's thick. We don't just have a giveaway. Like this is beyond just, oh, we've got a giveaway. Like I'm excited about this. I am extremely excited. And and as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I know I want to give one of these away. So it is for the Masters of the Universe board game. So recently out, awesome minis inside. So much stuff inside the box. I don't know if you've opened yours yet, Jase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have I opened mine? Yes. There is a shit ton of stuff. There is a shit ton. I I opened mine, loved the look of it. We haven't played yet. We will be playing and we will be talking all about that before. We should probably do that before the competition. Yeah. Yes, we will make sure that that conversation. Yes. But even before that, I have gone out and I've bought one of the expansions. So. Which I was surprised you didn't buy during the Kickstarter, to be honest. I was, well, I was maybe cash strapped at the Kickstarter time. So I kept it easy, kept it basic. Uh, part of me still wants that little bloody Castle Grayskull that was Kickstarter only. But anyway, get on Facebook, have a look, find the post. Uh, there's a link to the post in our Discord. So if you're in our Discord, which is a fun little place to be, we had a couple of new people jump in recently, which is fantastic. Yes. Links on there. All you need to do, like the post. Make sure you like the post. Like like it. And not just in an emotional way. Click the like button. Or the heart, as I was asked today. Or anything else. Just some sort of emoji to say that you have seen and liked the post. Like that post. And then jump in the comment section and tag somebody that you would like to play it with. Or that you would like to hit with a hammer or there's there's no real rules around who you are tagging somebody tag somebody tag anybody partner that keeps on tagging you i i fully encourage you to tag a random celebrity 
Yes, by all means. You know, I, I, I feel like there's there's potential and free advertising in that. <laughs> uh, that sounds good. Patreons will get extra entries as per their Patreon tier, but that's normal for throughout all our giveaways. They are, after all, the people that are paying for the giveaway, so we feel it's only fair to give them an extra entry. The amount of times one of them wins it is not as often as you'd think. <laughs> so not. I keep waiting for it to be a thing, and I'm like, oh, no, this isn't coming up. Okay. Yep. Uh, although we did have a Patreon win the big one last year. Speaking of big ones last year, we'll do another big one at the end of this year. And okay. all those people that are coming to training day and all those people that ended Painted Pink, they've already got entries into that draw. Just saying. Jump I on board it. anything we're doing. We Just like to give away stuff. Get on the train. It's, it's, it's good for everyone. That's it. Uh, but that's all I've got to promote. You got anything else you want to say? No, I've been exceptionally trading day focused for the last little bit. Yep. Going through checking off rusters. So excited by rusters. There's yes. so many rusters. <laughs> and then realizing somebody had taken the roster that I was going to take in case we had to, and then I had to come up with a new roster and then that broke my brain. And now I'm painting a team for a roster that I may not have to play. <laughs> Excellent. All of the above. Yeah. Uh, give us a follow, all those social things, Discord, jump into Discord. All our links are on thoughtlesscasualgaming.com, so you can jump on there. Every time I say them, I keep on mucking them up, so I'm not going to say them today. That's almost my favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> That's depressingly accurate. Uh, but I mean, my actual favorite bit is the bit where it ends, but... Uh. <laughs> you never have to do it until next time. <laughs> Yeah, jump on that. Until then, we will say a special thank you, as always, to our thoughtless Patreons, the highest of our tiers. These people are nuts, but thank you, Alice Clinton and Kingsley, for your continued support. Much, much, much appreciated. And thank you to all of our Patreons, too. We uh, we have too many to list off, which is great. That all is these people seem to think that we do something halfway decent or they just want extra entries into the giveaways one of the two i see what's happened here yeah no yep. this is basically a uh, an investment scheme that we've started <laughs> some sort of pyramid excellent that's it for us latest guys gotcha Oh, man.